Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Red Couch Theology Podcast. Hey, we're back for the new year. We're so excited for another year of this podcast, and this week we're actually talking about blessing. This past Sunday, we actually uh, blessed every person in the congregation. And so on this week's episode, we're talking about what's going on when we bless someone. Is there power in that? Why would God allow us to actually transform people's reality with our words? And is that actually what's going on? These are the kind of questions we deal with this week on the episode. Without any further ado, let's dive in and have a happy new year. Yeah, I, uh, I was at a... Uh, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Into our side conversation. I was, I was at a, um, a conference with, with N.T. Wright, where I was obviously just attending, and he, he was speaking. And yeah. I followed him down the stairs. Yeah. And, like, his wisdom just emanated through his bald head. It was amazing. Yeah. But actually, my favorite part was... You got like, wiser through osmosis. Yeah, I did, yeah. Nice. But the, my favorite part was actually, like, that, that he... <laughs> I heard him at the conference, and he was deep and his intellectual... <clears throat> And then I heard him speak to like 4,000 people at this local church on an evening, which was just packed. And he just got yeah. up and he just tore it up. Like, I mean, just like, <laughs> say, same like demeanor, same whatever, but just like you're watching all these just everyday followers of, followers of Jesus just totally having their lives revolutionized by this guy's ability to to describe the way of Jesus. It was so good. I was just like, yeah, and then he, the conference I went to, he he took questions afterwards. Um, we'll, we'll get to the podcast in a minute. Don't worry. We're, we're talk- we know you're there. The worst part is this is pre-recorded, so we could have cut all this stuff. You're the one that said I'm going live. Well, I just wanted to not think about it anymore. There's like a button there, and it was, I felt all this pressure just to hit live, and so I was, just did. And I, um, Anyway, so he took questions afterwards, and there was this guy who was just like really belligerent, like had all these like, hard questions for him and stuff he got up and asked one of those like really long mm-hmm. leading questions and just the poise and grace with which he um responded and like empathized with the guy mm-hmm. and his question it was just so beautiful and and wise and pastoral i don't know it was just really good yeah. he, is, he really is a blessing to the church speaking of blessing mm. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh man, that was the, Good job. the hardest segue ever. Really? Um, <laughs> we, we well, we are going to talk about you preached this Sunday. Thank you. Yeah, that I did. Delight. I I did nothing. I just actually turned up. There was actually a prayer time at the end for those of you that were that don't do Sundays with us. And um, someone came up to me and said, "Should I come to you for the prayer time?" I'm like, "I'm not actually even doing that today." But then there was a bottleneck, so I just jumped in. Good. Turns out Alex knows how to pray. Turns out Good job. Something I was able to do. Um, I had one lady come up to me 10 or 15 minutes after the service closed and ran up to me and said, can I still get a blessing? I was watching online that's amazing. and saw that you guys were doing this blessing. And so I c- quick brushed my hair and hopped in the car and drove in. That's amazing. There might be some people on the way still. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so knocking on the door. The day journey, just, uh, like, she's like, can you bless? And I was like, well, I, yeah. yeah, I can hunt that down. Full disclosure, we are recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, not on Thursday. It's not live because it's not live. you're going on vacation. It turns out Indeed. pastors take vacations too. I take a fair amount of vacation. And I feel like I've started to turn the culture of South to take more vacation. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. It's, it's like, healthy for us. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and part of the problem is obviously you can't really go to England for a weekend. It's tough to do. I've tried it. I went for four days once. It was a brutal turnaround. Oh, I bet. I You're just to... like barely starting to adjust. You're like, I feel no. I'm leaving now. Yeah, I don't know how these people do that. That like you're always like in different countries. They're just constantly. Well, like so, I I have a um, multiple removed family member. Um, distant family member who did that a lot traveled the country or, or around the world and was like high up executive in in this business and he's like oh the only way is first class like he's like i keep the same like pretty close to the same sleep schedule uh-huh. i just like uh, he's like i only usually have to blitz through one half day of yeah, off yeah, schedule yeah. so I, he's like i sleep all the normal times i'm like crashed out in a first class like full stretched out bed i sleep my normal thing I land, I'm fresh, 
I push through that one thing and then I hop on a plane and I'm back. Yeah, apparently like, that's like a big deal, like this conversation about it's crazy. Like, do, do, do companies give up a work day and have their uh, employees fly coach? Or do they like try and keep the work day and have them fly first class so they can sleep and stuff like that? Well, he was high up enough in this organization, there was only one answer to that question. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not even talking to the microphone. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> But apparently, apparently, in the space between Christmas and New Year, we forgot how to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So we were talking about NT Wright for a while. Uh, and then, blessings, um, lately, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I might actually cut this one down a little bit. This could be a good one to, to actually, actually edit. try to edit. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, Gosh. I'm sure we lost some stuff. I think we should cancel the podcast. I'm going to have to start <laughs> editing. <laughs> <laughs> we're rebranding next <laughs> next week um anyway <laughs> that's how lazy this podcast yeah, is i'm like absolutely. if i have to edit it i'm out <laughs> i'm out i don't have time for that well it is a new year yeah and hopefully you heard alex's masterful transition to uh, blessing. And, and yeah we talked about nt right as a blessing to the church and i said yeah. speaking of blessing mm-hmm. um you ended the year for us uh, on December 31st. Yeah. Which I, last year I got January 1st as a yeah. teaching week, um, which came with its own. Like, I think I did something on like um, on renewal on. Um, I, I, I kind of t- tried to take the the New Year's resolutions idea and, and kind of twist it a little bit. Yeah. You obviously got to close out that same year. Um, because yeah. this was just last year. So, what did you say? What were you thinking when you thought? Uh, well, I just tried to take over people's New Year's resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> I literally <laughs> said that. Can I please invade your New Year's resolution? <laughs> Which is always an interesting thing because one, we know like New Year's resolutions, it's a, it's a weird thing in that people don't keep them statistically. Like forty seven percent of them are done by the end of January or something like that. Yeah. Um. I actually got this amazing email in my inbox this morning uh, that said, like, it was from Amazon, and it said how to do New Year's resolutions right. And then it turned out when you open the email, essentially their message was, you should buy more stuff from Amazon. That was like, <laughs> Shocking. that's going to change your New Year. Like, If you spend more money, then maybe you'll uh, actually follow every, every Every takeaway they had was just buy this product, which, okay, that's their, that's their job. Yeah. Um, so you tried to take That's their over. resolution is yeah, to make yeah. more money <laughs> and they're killing it, <laughs> which is so funny. Cause I watched, uh, I watched a, uh, a little clip of Jeff Bezos back when he had the hairline, like, you know, yeah, yeah. the, the, the kind of like the, the horseshoe and boldness. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, on Letterman, I think it was. And he was talking about like, you know, you're a company that doesn't make money. He's like, yeah, that's our plan until we make money. And then we're going to make loads of it. And he was spot on. Except for their shipping business still doesn't make money. Well, it can't, can it? How can it possibly make money? It's nuts. No, that actually loses money somehow. I'm, but they just take it all off I, the small... I, I, I read that in like a little tiny post, and that's all I know about it. So I don't even know if that's true. So yeah. I could be lying to you. I apologize. But I, I was talking to a person who writes books, and they said they they lose a dollar for every book they sell on Amazon. Like literally, it costs them a dollar. To sell a book on Amazon, which is just, that's, that's bizarre. So clearly a whole bunch Crazy. of stuff going on there, but that's not why we're talking about that. So you took over new people's resolutions. How did you do that? Well, I mean, so you asked me to preach this message. And so I was, I actually don't. I don't remember very... you asking me to preach that message. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't actually preach very often. Um, where there isn't some sort of subject yeah. or framework. Yeah. So the, I was like, what am I going to talk about? There's like a million directions. I could talk about any passage in the entire Bible. Um, you know, maybe Alex would have vetoed a few of them. But um, <sighs> anyway, so I was just sort of wrestling through like what what's a helpful subject. And I was thinking about the, the time yeah. of year and this idea that just popped in my head. You know, it'd be great is, you know, rather than doing the whole New Year's resolution concept or whatever, even though I actually ended up talking about that briefly Mm. um, and like, let's commit to our spiritual lives or whatever. I was like, uh, maybe a totally different approach to that time frame in a year would be to just bless their New Year. Mm. Just just uh, like 
extend a blessing to them yeah and make people f- enter the new year not necessarily trying to muster some sort of willpower to achieve something mm. in the new year but instead re- request or an and, and plead to God, invoke God's goodness for their year. Mm. So ask God to essentially do their New Year's resolution in one way, shape, or yes. form. And so that idea just popped in my head. I vetted it with a few people in our community, our daily devotion team. I, I ran the idea, and they loved the idea. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what I just rolled with. It was... It was this is the very spiritual method that we use here <laughs> for choosing subjects. Anyway, so, um, and then, because I'd, I'd done some very cursory study on the subject of blessing, mm-hmm. and this idea that stuck with me in that cursory study was the idea of performative speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard our good friend Tim Mackey describe it. That way, good, good old buddy, yeah. um, describe blessing as performative speech. And so I didn't know much about that. So I just did a little study on what performative speech was. And performative speech, essentially, if you weren't there on Sunday, it's this. There's multiple times in linguistics where the things that is spoken is actually creating a new reality or uh-huh. stating a new a new state of being comes into um, into reality after that what is spoken. For example... You know, I hereby pronounce you husband and wife. Mm-hmm. It's performative speech. Yeah. It not only states a reality, but it actually changes from that point forward mm-hmm. the the nature of that relationship. Um, or, you know, maybe from your context, knighting someone or um, crowning lot. someone or yeah. swearing someone in as president or um, things like that. Even like, even if you were to just say, I swear to you or I promise you or something like that has some performative speech nature to it. And I just thought that was fascinating. Yeah. And so I just studied that. And then the, the, the extra interesting part about that is, um, when you bless someone, biblically speaking, you're invoking God's power in their Mm. life. You're, you're saying, God, would you act from this day forward mm-hmm. in this person's life in X, Y, Z ways. Yeah. And then probably the most um, uh, iconic example of that is the numbers passage where God actually teaches the priests how to bless the people. Yeah. And so that's the where the, the text that I kind of stuck with. Which is the blessing that I say we, I, because it was, I think something, I don't think it's something we did before. It's the blessing that, we use for child dedication that South as well. Like that's been the pattern that I've used for the last few years of, you know, yeah. um, this specific blessing that God gave. Yeah. And like um, here at South, we've, we've used it sporadically. You use it significantly uh, more often in the community than we did prior. But yeah, it's that uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord yeah. make his face shine on you, be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And that's, it's, 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 it's what a benediction does at the end of a service. Um, it's got yeah. this element to it that that is a. It's always thoughtful and tied in theoretically, at least. Yeah. Now there may be some weeks where I suddenly panic and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have a benediction. Yeah. Um, but generally, it's designed to conclude the service in a way that uh, that reflects on where we've journeyed, and almost asks God to seal it. So, but before we get, I mean, because there's so many interesting avenues. Yeah. Like. Why is performative speech a thing? And obviously, as you'd imagine, I have a uh, an answer like in the back of my mind. But like, it's a leading question. W- w- yeah. What? Why? Why is it? Why does it happen? Why does it work? Why is it a thing? Well, um, I mean, I think biblically speaking, words have this tremendous amount of power all throughout the scriptures. Primarily, the main voice that has power is God's voice. Yeah. All of reality was spoken into yes. existence. There's yeah. this really, God gives words an, a strange, um, there's like matter behind them. Uh-huh. Especially his words. Yeah. Um, so he literally spoke creation into, into existence. And then the, like the New Testament describes Jesus as the word and like, 
the scriptures, our words, and all of mm-hmm. these things, like words actually have way more substance mm-hmm. to them than we often think. And so in in a similar vein, this is just in that same stream that words have power. It's being highly intentional about pointing that mm-hmm. power in a way of God's heart and kingdom and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, so, so primarily it seems like the reason that performative speech matters that it is a thing is because God has made the world in such a way that it is. That's how he created it. That's now something that he does through us, both for good and for bad, it seems. Absolutely. Like we focused on the good part. You focused on the good part this week, but equally words can create, um, whether you'd call it like a curse, whether you'd call it like a a negative association, a mindset, all of those different things. Well, I I thought about getting into that because almost uh, most of the time in Genesis, when it talks about blessing, it immediately talks about cursing. Uh And so I was like, do I have time to get into this complexity of what does it mean to have curse Mm -hmm. and all that stuff? And I I was like, I have no time. (laughs) To deal with what is blessing, especially and when you wanted to take mean. twenty minutes to pray for people, exactly. which was a gift to the community. Yeah, so that important. was my main my main goal was just was actually nothing to do with me speaking. <laughs> it had mostly to do with the time of prayer, yeah. where we got to pray over every person in the congregation a blessing into the new year, which was pretty much just this prayer plus additional words mm-hmm. that those the different prayer teams uh, members wanted to pray, but. That was the real target. The highlight of the service was supposed to be that. And I only wanted to say enough to make help people realize the significance of that moment. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I get into blessing and cursing and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I was just going to muddy the waters. Mm-hmm. Of that, that, no, that, make, that makes moment, sense. Yeah. So. But it's, you see, you see like, you see all over the, like all over the, the, the world, I would imagine, but especially in the Western countries like the, the way that we use language about children, the way we use it about friends, with, uh, about people we're in relationship with, the way that it does something to that person in a positive or negative way. So so the, I've met so many people that are actually pretty clever that think they're stupid because they were told they were stupid. So many attractive people that think they're ugly because they were told they were ugly. And it's it's done something. It, it, almost, it almost seems like it has this ability to create a whole negative world inside a person yep. just like positive words can create a whole positive world inside a person yeah exactly and it's the one thing that we mirror our creator in in a way that animals just never can their speech doesn't do the same sort of thing absolutely um, and, and interestingly we and i covered this a little just briefly in genesis over and over again if you look at the the word blessing and then what immediately precedes blessing or yeah or not precedes but uh, follows blessing Mm -hmm. it's always this like explosion of life yes yeah he says be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth he blesses the animals to do that Uh he blesses you know humanity to do that then when it comes to like the different um family members that he chooses throughout the genesis story of abraham and then Isaac and Jacob and, you know, the, the, the reason that the Jews refer to this is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is it's connected to this blessing uh-huh. and a promise that they would be fruitful and multiply and fill the yeah. earth and become a blessing to the entire cosmos. Mm-hmm. And so over and over again, this blessing actually terminates outside of them. Uh-huh. They are a conduit yeah. of God's hand in yeah. the world. And so that's part of what I wanted to portray is we asked two questions on Sunday. One, what's biblical blessing? And the answer was it's this bestowing of a capacity to increase life, both metaphorical life and physical life into the world. And so when God blesses something, he increases their capacity to bring life Mm. in the world, Mm -hmm. which is mind boggling. And then the then the second question I asked on Sunday was, okay, how do I get blessed? Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. if if that's what blessing is, how can I step into that stream? Yes. And I think the main answer to that question that I gave on Sunday was that you have to recognize that 
blessing is not meant to terminate at you. Mm -hmm. It's actually, you're meant to be a conduit of blessing to others that we, there were rivers, we're not stagnant pools, Mm -hmm. all these kinds of illustrations that we use that, um, and that God delights in using people and blessing people who extend that blessing to others. Mm. Um, and so ironically, even though we blessed all the people in the congregation on Sunday, the people who were probably most blessed was the prayer team. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment, because they'd been, I'd sent them a note asking them to pray through this a week in advance and, and ask God to fill them Mm. and prepare them to Mm, bless. Beautiful. And then they were able to speak words of life and hope and hopefully power into the congregation. And then my challenge to the congregation was don't just let this terminate at you. Write down a list of people that you need to speak mm-hmm. into, into the lives of. So that's where we went Sunday. It's beautiful. And I, so I felt like I was privileged growing up. Like my mom is that person that she'll drive, she'll just drive around blessing things. That's just her personality. She'll pray for people. She'll just pray blessing on them. Yeah. So it was something I started doing like a while back, particularly in moments when I found myself <coughs> irritated with someone or something, <clears throat> something felt like, you know, just got to me. I'd just make this decision that I was just going to pray God's blessing on, 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 on the thing or the person, um, awesome. which is amazing. Like it's very hard to stay irritated at the thing when you're praying that God is blessing it. Yeah. Like to do it emotionally with emotionally, like in an, a genuine place of emotion you tend to have to get over your angst or your sense of like irritation pretty quickly. Um, and then you kind of like, you know, you kind of like, well, I kind of want them to be blessed because I prayed for them to be blessed. Like you kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but that's awesome. But I think for lots of people, this was new language. Like no one had really thought, or lots of people I think would say they hadn't really thought about their ability to do this for people. But it really is like, as we said earlier, it's like recovering that piece of the Imago day. Yeah. And I love, so, so to help people get a picture of what a blessing looks like, you used an illustration that I thought was delightful. Yeah. Uh, partly because of the emotion you seem to have in it as well. Um, Which is funny. Like, yeah. So I talked about Toy Story 3 mm-hmm. when Aunt Andy gives his toys away to yes. another child. But in, a, in addition to giving his toys, blessing this little girl with these toys, uh-huh. he sort of speaks truth. Yeah about each of the toys mm-hmm. to her and basically you can imagine of since these are sentient toys right yeah yeah you can imagine these tours hearing his voice yes. speak over them yeah which is just this beautiful thought which got me super emotional because i think of like when you when you've had people who like look you in the eyes and speak a beautiful or call out mm-hmm. something good in you yeah or a potential they see in you yeah it's one of the most profound things a human being can do for another human mm-hmm. being. And so I think the early part of the message, the risk you run is you have this like very ethereal concept of yeah. performative speech. I'm yeah, creating yeah. new realities. That's very spatial. Mm-hmm. And this illustration was designed to say, no, this is like really practical stuff. Like find someone, see some of the kingdom of God or the heart of God in that person and then say it out loud to them. Mm-hmm. You actually have this ability to like multiply that uh, attribute in another person's life. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really profound thing. So I want to I want to pull a thread that you you just you mentioned that because because it's an interesting like you said speak truth to them, but it's an interesting kind of truth, isn't it? So when God says, let there be life or let there be, sorry, let there be light. Yeah. There is no light right now. And he speaks and then, and then there is. When he says, let there be fish, there are no fish right now. And then he speaks and there are. I think what's fascinating about specifically blessing other people is that for all intents and purposes, for all visibility, for all sense of like the world that we operate in right now, the thing that you say over them might not seem to be true right now. Like, like to me, blessing and prophecy, which we often misunderstand, I think, in, in the, yeah, yeah. the 21st century as well, they, they kind of go hand in hand. Because sometimes when you bless someone, you're speaking into being something that isn't visible right now. In some ways, it's more true than what is the, the state of affairs now. Yes. And yet it's not, yes. not necessarily physically true or visibly true 
Yeah, and so yeah, that, that yeah, requires yeah. a mind shift because we we often, and, and so many people have written about this, and I'm trying to think right now who's said it most profoundly, but we think of our world as the real world. Yeah. And, and there's this really good argument based on scripture that our world is not the real world. That God's world, as he sees it, is the real state of affairs. Yes. Uh, and we tend to pull out of that into our physical world. Let's see, C.S. Lewis does this brilliantly where he talks about a guy who sits in a museum reading and starts to contemplate all these spiritual elements and stuff like this. And he yeah. starts to go down this journey. And, but then he leaves because he's hungry. And he, he says he spots the number seven bus and here's a newspaper boy calling, like selling the newspaper. And he's like, oh, phew, like now I'm back in the real world. But actually, no, he was tapping the real world when he was in that contemplative space. Yeah. This is a whole bunch of interesting stuff to me that just is fascinating, right? right. Yeah, it, it, it does. Um, I don't know. I think that that's super key, your reference to this, like, real world concept. Um, because if if what we know about um, humanity from Scripture is true, and God's made us in the image of God in then the the broken nature that sin brings is a fracture of what's what is potential right mm-hmm. and so when you're blessing someone you're actually saying i choose to see what god actually intended yes. for a person versus what they may currently be manifesting mm-hmm. um so it's actually a very high um high view of God of what God's power and potential can be in someone's life is to say like, and I think all throughout scriptures, we see this, you know, you see Paul talking about this like inner man wrestling with the spiritual man and all the stuff. It's because there are these two sort of seemingly conflicting realities mm-hmm. in, a, in, in each human being where we, we want to do one thing and we don't do it. And we're yeah. seven, all this stuff. And a blessing is saying, you know, I see the image of God in you and I'm going to call that out. Now, the beauty of that is that image of God is tailor made for life and Mm -hmm. vibrancy and goodness and beauty and all these sorts of things. All we're doing is asking God to unleash at a greater Mm -hmm. level what they were actually made for. And this is so this fascinates me in that, like. So, so it's something that people, you, you listening people there on Sunday, like we, we get to speak these blessings over people. There is this space where, like, as you said, there's this different spiritual world that like we're calling out what God sees. And yet there's also this place where the person has to choose to enter into that. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a guy that I was, I was friends with years ago back in England, and he's not in a good place like now. He's not walking with Jesus anymore, went through, like, had multiple affairs. He grew up in this really deprived area. Uh, when he was a teenager, he and his friends broke into a church. Uh, not, they weren't sure why. And, and this guy, uh, he climbed up into the pulpit and started like preaching an imaginary sermon over the congregation. Then he went through this conversion experience and people started to see different elements in his life, his charisma, his ability with words, all those different things. He became this incredible preacher. Like, like I mean, it's bizarre, right? There's this shadow of him almost and all he could be and all that God could have shaped him for and yeah. all those different things. And as people started to call out what they saw in him, he started to take this journey, started to... And, and we went through this season. He was the associate pastor. Um, and I was just a, vol- I, I was just a volunteer. I was a, I was a volunteer in the life of the church. Um, and, um, for a while when we would do baptisms, like every person that got baptized would be like, oh yeah, Rich said something that really connected with me. Rich said something that really connected. He just had this ability to just connect. Yeah. Um, somebody in his life called out what God had made him for. And and there was a shadow of it earlier on. There were little elements of it earlier on, but it took people alongside him to say, no, I see this in you. But then he opted out. Then he had this. So, so like there's this, there's this interesting interplay between the person blessing and the person receiving a blessing. Which is, which actually starts to get into the cursing. Piece. Yes. So that's, you know, I use the word when I, when I stated the question, the second question I asked in the sermon, it, 
is there a way to step into the flow yes. of God's blessing? I, I used that very intentionally. One was because I was going to use this illustration of a river versus a stagnant yes. cr- stream. But um, Which, in, in no flex, I've used that illustration before. But yeah, no I one think will remember it now. Now everyone will think it's your illustration. I, I'm pretty sure it preceded <laughs> both of us. Um, anyway, so that... That language was intentional because I think that that's a lot of what we're actually talking about. You're yeah. like, the weird thing about being a follower of Jesus, being a, a a person of the kingdom of God, is in the world, it feels like you're swimming upstream. Because uh-huh. there is a stream, there is a flow yes. of the world yeah. that says, blessing is financial well-being, it's fame, mm. it's fortune, it's power, it's whatever. And then as a follower of Jesus, we're supposed to swim against mm-hmm. that flow. Yeah. But there's an internal river that, that pushes our soul when we turn, when we turn towards his way Yes, and we receive that his blessing, there's like a power like that allows us to, that just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah. a good way of thinking of it. Like this, like reverse riptide yeah. thing that draws us yeah. further up and further into his goodness for us. Yes. And so, yeah, there's these two rivers flowing against each other. Yeah. Now it's super hard to choose his, his way because everything around you says that the other way is easier. Yes. It's faster. It makes more sense uh-huh. logically. Yeah. Um, but uh, part of the reason why many people don't experience the power of God is because they're trying to receive the blessings of God inside the river of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's so fascinating in terms of how we see life following Jesus. Uh, I, I was listening to a preacher a while back and he said, one of the criticisms he gets from his church a lot is, could you talk about sin more? Um, nice. And, and he said, actually, what he, what he came to realize they meant was, can you talk about how bad culture is more? Yeah. Um, and, and so what he actually started to say to them is which of your sins do you want me to talk about more? Um, and he said like, because he said what he felt like as a pastor, his posture was to be, was to, was to, to, to talk to his community about materialism and how destructive it was uh, about like a, a facade of faith that didn't have real depth and how, and how false it was multiple things that affect people sitting in church. We tend to think of these, these giant sins or the big sins, if you like, of like um, sexual sins of like, you know, financial sins of uh, things like murder, things like, and actually there's this, this pernicious way of the world that you touched on that actually just draws you into it and says, no, 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 no. Like the, the, these, these things are just normal. These are just like, this is just, this is just life. Yeah. Um, and yet you, you kind of like get to this point where you realize all my life has been dominated by, by thinking as the world thinks. And the way of Jesus is so countercultural to that. Yeah. I think if you, if you, if you, if you go back and listen to what Aaron says, and he t- touched on this just beautiful illustration of a stream or a body of water that's alive in the way that we think of life and then this stagnant pool that has a type of life in it, but not a type of life that any of us value. Yeah. Um, there's a great physical illustration of that. You go and look at pictures of the Salton Sea in California, yeah, which is this fascinating, like below, oh, below sea level pool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sea. I mean, it's a huge lake, but it doesn't have any outflow and it doesn't have any inflow anymore. Yeah. So it's just stagnated and it's just slowly evaporating and becoming more and more saline. And now it's got to a point where nothing can live in it. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that. that's where it ends up, it seems. Yep. Um, yeah. So one of the things that was interesting, one of the, as I was prepping, again, another thing I, I was like, I don't have time to deal with this, but I thought about extending this invitation to come and receive a blessing with a warning. Mm, what would the warning have been? Um, the warning is the blessings of God don't off. I mean, I, I hinted that, that you multiple did. times, yeah. the blessings of God don't often look the way we want them to look. Mm-hmm. Cause we, when we come, when we receive a blessing, we're hoping it means financial blessings, uh, good, you know, wealth, health, happiness. Now, 
it might actually include some of those elements on occasion. Like God does mm-hmm. choose to make some of his followers wealthy for his kingdom and stuff. Um, various different things, whatever. But he's more interested, and I had multiple ways I tried to phrase it on my prep time, and it just didn't make the cut with time. But um, he's more interested in expanding actual life, mm-hmm. not what we perceive to be life, mm-hmm. which occasionally, ironically, means a different, a, a sort of death. Mm-hmm. It means a death to the things of the world. It means a death to... Um, to evil in our lives. Mm-hmm. It means a death to certain broken pieces. So if all we want is comfort, laziness, um, sit around and veg out without any financial worry in the world, then don't ask for the blessings mm. of God. It could go horribly wrong for yeah. you. If that's your only agenda in life, then don't do not be blessed by mm-hmm. God. Because he's actually wants more interested in having this vibrancy of life uh-huh. that means maybe taking risks, that means giving something away, that means yes. um, experiencing relationships that are maybe hard, but also mo- more beautiful than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. It means leaning into your own brokenness yeah. and finally finding freedom from that thing that you don't want to let go of right now. It yes. means so the warning label is like, beware uh-huh. of the blessings of God, because it might actually rip a whole a hole in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you touched on this so beautifully, like the, the pattern of blessing in the <laughs> scriptures always seems to be blessed to be a blessing. Um, and that actually anything, even if even if the blessing does turn out to be the things that you think it, it might ideally be, um, well, well, actually, that just makes you a steward of those things that you've been given, which has its own hardship as well. Um, so supposing the blessing of God turns out for you to be financial blessing. Yeah. Then you're called to hold that as a steward and not an owner. And you're called to give of that freely in the way that God gives of his resources freely. And sometimes that's as hard as not having it in the first place. Um, and, and actually like there's so many things, but I think there's a wiring in us to say, if I get the blessing of God, life will become easy. Um, That's the goal. Like that's the, like, then I won't have to think about this. Then I won't have to worry about this. Then I, and it's actually, you know, it's just a different kind of worry or a different kind of like, well, yeah, I don't even know if I call it worry. It's shalom. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, life won't become easy, but it will become good. Yes. And by good, I also have to redefine it. So like, I said this statement briefly in the message where I said um, the scriptures are not opposed to blessing. They want to redefine Uh what blessing means, but unequivocally the scriptures are pro blessing. It's all over. You can't escape it. Like the motivation for everything. God is not naive in Uh how humans are designed. He made us. He knows that we're driven by different things. He knows how the will works. He understands all of that stuff. And so constantly his invitation for obedience is an invitation into the blessed life, Mm -hmm. the good life. The Sermon on the Mount is God's or Jesus's magnum opus sermon on how to access the good life. It's been the series that we've been in and on and on and on and on. But it also has the Beatitudes that you talked us through. And we both spent time that radically redefine what blessing is. Exactly. So the the problem is not whether we should desire blessings, mm-hmm. like the C.S. Lewis quote I made, or should want the good life. Mm-hmm. What the scriptures are constantly trying to do is say, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let me redefine blessings. So, so I think in an interesting way, like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but but the way that we both have read the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes has been... Jesus' surprising account of who is blessed, and, and really the the summary seems to be: surprising people are blessed, blessed because of life in the kingdom, not because of all of the things that a first century Jewish person would say meant you were blessed. In some ways, when you do something for a church like a time of blessing, are you as much blessing them as actually leading them to see that they are already blessed? That's a great question. 
I, I, I just, yeah, I, I that's ask a really it just good because, question. because Jesus doesn't seem to say, I bless you poor people. He seems to say, you're already blessed. You're already blessed because of life in the kingdom. But the, there is a shift that he's desiring in that, yes. which is the perspective yeah. shift. And, and so I, so I, I think like, like, well, he says it's essentially you have access to blessing in the kingdom. If you step into this kingdom life, you are blessed because of that kingdom life. Yes. So, so I, because what occurs to me is for so many people, like what, what I think Sunday did for them was it, it changed their understanding of whether they were blessed or not. Um, Hmm. That they now feel able to go into life believing that God is blessing them and enabling them to bless others. Perhaps they already were. And I don't know. Yeah, I could be see, wrong. I'm see, just, the yeah. thing is, I, yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. And there's probably a truth to that. But the, the strange thing about how God works in the world is he does want to leverage agents to yeah. produce new realities into the world. Like why does, why is prayer a thing? Mm -hmm. What a weird thing to offer yeah. humanity, this option of, of asking for new realities when God already knows the best possible reality. Uh -huh. Why does he decide to allow us to pray for things? Yeah. And why does, why can Moses or Abraham change God's mind mm -hmm. And what's up with that language anyway? Like there's yeah. like, he still has this delight of interacting with us in real, in real ways yeah. where maybe there is a new reality like this performative speech concept. Mm -hmm. If we had not blessed this congregation on Sunday, yeah. they would not be as blessed if the, as if we hadn't done this. And then again, I think, I just think it's fascinating. Like, I don't know. Cause so I, I regularly write on letters, grace and peace. Yes. Do I believe that the person has not received grace? And do I believe that God has not given them peace? It's not that I don't. It's that I'm reinforcing a truth. I think is already in play. Um, but then I'm also at the same time praying for an increase in their understanding of grace, their reception of grace, um, and their understanding and reception of peace. So, so I don't even know that they're mutually exclusive, particularly. Yeah. Um, I think for some people, Sunday would awaken them to the sense of blessing in their life. And at the same time, it can be a change of circumstances as well. I just, I think the whole thing to me is just fascinating. Which is, just, yeah, there's obviously going to be mysteries when it comes to the, some of these things like why does prayer work yeah given us the sovereignty of god especially when you're praying work? your will be done absolutely all of these sorts of things but we can't deny if you read the scriptures you can't deny that god invites humanity into this dialogue with him in mm -hmm. a weird mysterious way yeah to, to shape reality in some way. Um, so if you want we're some... not deterministic here at South in that sense, where every, um, every single thing is, is pre-written in that sense. Yeah. So if you want some narratives to read, if you're listening and you're like, I'd love to just read more on this, that will yeah. mess with you a little bit. And I love it when scripture does this, like you can read uh, the narrative of Abraham and Melchizedek. Uh, like that's a fascinating one in Genesis um, because Abraham gives to Melchizedek and Melchizedek blesses him in return. Yep. Um, even though Abraham has already been blessed by God. Uh, there's the, there's the narrative of, of Esau and uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob ends up stealing Esau's blessing uh, through deception. And yet the blessing still counts. Um and 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 Isaac, his father, says, "There's nothing I can do. <laughs> He's yeah. already got it. Like I can't, I can't take it back. I can't throw a flag on that." Yeah. Um, or M Moses pleading for the people when when God wants to take him out because yeah. they've been so sinful, and then God, and then Moses, like, "No, you can't do that because what will the other nations think?" Yeah. And God's like, "You're right." Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Like totally, Moses yeah, changed yeah. his mind, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. and you know, like, there's this God repents. Uh huh. All throughout the Old Testament, uh -huh. he repents. Yeah. Meaning he changes his direction of yeah. action 
based upon the prayer and interceding of a human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you do with like put uh, I had a professor used to say like put that in your theological <laughs> pipe and smoke it, you know? Cuz it's like it just messes with you, right? Um yeah. but for some reason in his I'd say it actually speaks more to his power. Mm. The fact that he's comfortable interacting with broken humanity in that way says how unbelievably in control he is. He's like, "All right, mm-hmm. We'll play that game. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to listen to that prayer and do something with yeah. it. And I'm completely confident that the agenda is right yeah. on time. Yes, like, absolutely. So, yeah. Like how, how unbelievably powerful do yeah. you have to be where you're like not scared by the prayers of your people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which could be for almost anything. Um, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Anything else that you want to share on blessing? What I, I don't have any time perception we, now. We have forty five like, minutes. We're, do, we're, we're good. We're good. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I because you cut a lot. I know. I know there was a lot of cut. 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 cut yeah. I mean, I, there was like this image. The word blessing is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it actually just means to kneel down. Yes, and it's also the name of my parents' house, as I mentioned. Earlier. Perfect. Barakah. Barakah is just. It Street. means to kneel down, and um. So it has a couple different meanings throughout the scriptures, predominantly in the book of Genesis, which I described as sort of like this concentrate, Mm -hmm. theological concentrate for the rest of the scriptures. It's this um, sort of this word picture of God stooping down to his creation. Mm. So when like God like creates Adam out of dust, it's that picture of him interacting with his creation, like step in interact with your created mm. order, kneel down, get your hands dirty. Yeah. God. That's sort of this image, this image. So what is the, yeah. And that's got a beautiful takeaway for us as we do that same thing. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. And then, but weirdly, the scriptures also say that we bless God. Huh? Yeah. And in those contexts, it's this stooping down in worship and humility. Uh. So it's the same. It's, it's just kneel down, yeah. but it's kneel down in reverence and adoration. Yes. We don't like stoop down to God and like interact with him in the same way, mm-hmm. but we stoop down in reverence and, and, th- and that sort of I thing. I think so. what's so interesting in that, I think, and I think I've probably told this story before, but a long, long time ago. Um, there's this fascinating story with one of the monasteries in Santa Barbara. Uh, they had this beautiful like mountaintop monastery that they'd used for a couple of hundred years and it overlooked the ocean, like, you know, way up above the city and it burnt down, it caught fire. And so during that time, the, while it was being repaired, the monks had to move down to the city, like in amongst the traffic, in amongst the noise of kids going to school, all of those different things. And as the insurance claims processing and they're figuring out how to rebuild, unanimously, these monks come to this conclusion, we're called to stay down here in the city, not go back up to our retreat. Yeah. Like, and their concept was, we are coming down to bless people. And this reverse you know, like counterintuitive nature of God's kingdom again, where they realized they were most blessed by the people that they were trying to bless. And and I think that, I think as people take heart, take your message to heart as they start praying blessing and thinking about how God can use them to bless people in their lives as they experience more of God's blessing, not in a prosperity way, as you said, but in this sense of like just the, the nature of the kingdom of God. Um, that that seems to reverberate back. I, I remember yeah. personally this time I was in Haiti in this in this impoverished area, which is a lot of Haiti, uh, and we're playing soccer in this room. Like it, the room's big enough for 50 maybe, and there's like 100 of us playing soccer in this room. It's just jam-packed. Like as soon as you get the ball, you got like 10 Haitian kids like on top of you. And I remember like in amongst the dirt on the floor and the sweat in my eyes and the st- the smell even i i remember thinking i don't know if i've been in a place as infused with god's presence as this place is right now in a long time yeah uh, you know i went to work with a group of people and found god blessing me in the midst of my attempt to be a blessing and so i think the beautiful nature of of what you're talking about is like a domino effect you start moving some dominoes and suddenly it, it reverberates, it, it moves and it, you know. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, 
I guess the main takeaway that I want you to, to remember from Sunday, or if you didn't hear Sunday, is to take seriously the power that you have to bring the goodness of God into the lives of others with your words. Um, and so what I would love to see all throughout this community and all throughout this year is a community that's more intentional about seeing God's goodness in the lives of people calling out God goods, mm. good, God's goodness in the lives of people, blessing them by speaking words of hope mm. and life and goodness and beauty into their lives. And then maybe as we start to speak these truths over e- each other, we will see the f- be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth power of God mm. in this community in a way we haven't ever so, seen. So and here's what I think is going to be interesting. And I even thought I might re- reemphasize this on Sunday morning. My feeling is the people that it will be hardest to do this for and with are the people closest to you. Yeah. Like sometimes it's so easy to speak blessing and call out blessing on people that are distant to you, but the people around and yourself as well. Like the number of people that I know, like that, that, that speak something like a curse over themselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's harder when it's people closer to you. Interesting. So yeah. actually been intentional to say, you know, you know, the number of times I've heard in a marriage counseling session that one of the partners say, oh, well, you'll always be this way. I'm like, oh, so that's interesting. You can't see a preferred future for this person. Um, and I, yeah, I think that that's that one of the keys to lasting in a deep relationship, like a marriage relationship through some hard times is to begin to love the person that God sees versus the uh-huh. person you see. Yeah, very wise. Yeah. And, that's, and there's that's, been times where that's where you have, that's all yeah. you have to cling to is to say, like, I see God's heart for them and the potential that God sees in them. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the most beautiful thing I can possibly imagine in this person. That's what I fell in love with. And I do still love that potential and beauty and all that stuff. And I'm going to continue to love that person, mm. the person that God loves. I love it. It's hard. Um, but it's also a means by which you can start to interact with the closest ones to your lives. Um, well, there we go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And make his face shine upon you and give you peace. All right. Now I got to find our button. See y'all. See you guys. Bye.